You know who doesn't do little things? Bad football teams, and that's why both of our teams don't do the little things well. No, every week we, we, we every week we go on here and complain about. Uh, we should just do a thing, a segment called the little things. I'm I'm in for all that. the small, small things. things. Mm-hmm. We don't ever do because we suck. All right, a little hum, little melody for the people. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Like Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Hey, idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Keep the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. Welcome to episode 26 of Birds vs. Boys, as always, powered by Branded Sports and brought to you by the King and Queen Vodka, stateside vodka made right in Philadelphia. Aiden, I can't believe we're heading into week 11 of the NFL season. It, it is preposterous to me. Don't love that. Uh, <laughs> I kind of like having football as an escape. Even when our teams are playing badly, at least there's other good football to watch. Having no football sounds terrible. I don't even want to think about that. But no. I'm on way, 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 way too much of a high for you to start this episode being like, well, we're going to lose football soon. Do you do you want to get into why you're high real quick before we get that into it? The most typical Philadelphia thing ever. On Monday, I sat here with a bag over my head. And today, goodbye Horford forever see ya enjoy oklahoma and now i sit here today i could have tears of joy streaming down my face and if that doesn't epitomize sports in philadelphia on a week-to-week basis i do not know what does yeah it's uh this year too it's been like sunday to tuesday it's like eagles suck and then you get to wednesday ish and it's usually like we're back baby first place let's go let's roll we never die that's actually kind of my theme for tonight when we get into the Eagles preview of it. Uh, it's All right, it's officially Wednesday, so my brain is back into, all right, let's get behind this team. First place. All right, but before we get into that, let's go a little bit around the NFL. And on our Thursday episodes, as always, we'll start out with our power rankings. Do our picks. I don't really like to call them locks anymore. Uh, we'll go the picks that are sometimes locks, but not always locks. And then we have a couple around the NFL points before we get to birds versus boys. So the stateside vodka power rankings heading into week 11. Do, do we just want to do the one around the NFL first? Because I think it's so ridiculous. It would be unfair not to talk about it in front of these teams. Two, Which one? two grown men fought each other today. Mm-hmm. One was the head coach of a team, and then the guy got fired. Like, when was the last time that has ever happened in sports? Like, I, I, I feel like it would be it would be rude of us to not lead with that. Yes. That is the most asinine headline I've ever seen. So, uh, Joe Judge, the head coach of the New York Football Giants, got in a fist fight with his offensive line coach, Mark Colombo, former player and former coach of the Dallas Cowboys who followed Jason Garrett from Dallas to New York slash New Jersey. Um, The offensive line hasn't been playing great. Hasn't really been evolving. I mean, they blocked pretty well against the Eagles last week for Wayne Gallman, but um, I haven't heard what this was really about. I can't believe it's coming out of a, of a win, but I mean, if Joe Judge gets his ass kicked and then fires him, I feel like Joe Judge needs to step down immediately and give the job to Colombo. It's it's like Warrior Island here. You got your ass kicked. You're good night. Wasn't that Darwinism? Like when they taught that in school, it was like if or I don't know if Darwinism is the right theory, but like if the offensive line coach kicks your ass, that means that you have to leave, and then the yes. offensive line coach takes over. Exactly. But like, and if you step to the head coach, like I think you have to win that fight. That's like a burn the boats move. Like if, yes. you, if you get your ass kicked by the coach, 
Like you can never go back and like tell a player what to do. Be like, hey, you have to you have to block here. Like no, yeah, like, like, that'll it'll just never happen. Oh, okay, coach. Uh, maybe when your black eye goes away, then I'll block. Yeah, then I'll block. Yeah. Sorry, couldn't see you. So through all the swelling because you got your ass kicked. I want I want to know what where Jason Garrett was during this. Like, was he on the sideline, like just clapping? Was he like, guys, we're we're friends. Let's let's just be. This is we can't do this. I mean, I always say we have to win the fight, but I mean on the field, not physically fist fighting each other. Definitely in a nonchalant position where he was like, guys, knock off the horseplay here. We got serious things to do. <laughs> I actually looked like a competent offensive coordinator this weekend. Uh, can we do this again? Yeah, he's like, guys, stop bearing the lead. I finally looked competent for once in my entire life. Don't screw this up for me. And now you guys Hello. are gonna punch each other in the face and be the headline. Yeah, they were. That was that. Jason Garrett, as we talked about, is they're actually their secret weapon. So they got in a fight on purpose so that it didn't expose the fact that Jason Garrett is actually smart and creative now. And I think Jason Garrett is setting all this up because he's going after Joe Judge's job just like he went after Wade Phillips. He he literally like came from behind and just strangled Wade Phillips and just took him down slowly and just like put him in a ditch like in a mafia movie and then like just that, put dirt on him while he was still alive. Became the head mafia coach. movie or Step Brothers. It's yes. like that uh, <laughs> that that uh, meme where the Grim Reaper is standing behind the news lady on the on the on the beach. Yes. It's just Jason Garrett, your team's head coach. Uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a great headline. I, I would love to see the video. I mean, there's got it. Somebody had to have videoed it, right? Uh, I feel like a player definitely had it. Like, it's definitely saved in his in his system. Yes. Um, so, like, if you're in the inner circle of like, who who's the Andrew Thomas who they drafted in the first round? Like I feel like he probably has it on his phone. Yeah, he's just uh, like, Wayne Gallman probably has it. You know, yeah. we'll never see that video. But Wayne Gallman's hip right now too. What's he's that? Like, I, he's like I, Wayne Gallman's like he has these dudes blocking for me. I can't lose Colombo right now. Yeah, he's like, what the hell? We ran the. They had a hundred yards rushing in the first half, and then they fired the offensive line coach because he punched the the head coach in the face. This came after a win. Also. Literally. How did these two numb nuts who were fighting each other come up with a better game plan than the Eagles did? This makes me even more concerned than I was before. And I was already on like front level midnight. Maybe somebody needs to punch Doug Peterson. Okay. I do Staley. Now's your chance, buddy. <laughs> Step up. <laughs> knock him out. Let's Step go. Step up. Yeah. Maybe maybe if maybe if he gets punched in the face, he'll remember how to kick an extra point. It's maybe like it'll in just Christmas knock his when she gets kicked by a mule, eyes go crossed. Falls yeah. down a well, eyes go straight again. That's what we need for Doug Peterson. That's exactly what he needs. But, yes, um, so the Giants are without an offensive line coach because he knocked out the head coach. That's pretty that much is the, the story. We could not bury that story. So, no, no. Uh, you know what? The Giants weren't making the power rankings anyway. They will, uh, in terms of three and seven teams, they'd make the power rankings. So. Yes. All right, I got one more around the NFL, and then we'll get in the power rankings. Okay, because this is kind of uh, needs to be at the at the height of the show, too. So obviously COVID is spiking around the country. We know this. Um, The Eagles have kind of put a pause on fans now in the stands uh, at the link. Okay, Jerry Jones talking to our buddy RJ Choppy and Sean Sharif on 105.3 The Fan this week uh, says he still plans on growing attendance at Cowboys games. They lead the league in attendance. Uh, his plan all along was to continue to expand on the number of fans at games. Um, and even with COVID spiking, he says that no one's doing anything safer. It can't be any safe. No one has ever tested positive after going to a Cowboys game. And now it came out that eight people in Tarrant County have tested positive that were recently at a Cowboys game. Jerry. Why? Well, you know, like COVID comes for everybody. Like if you say something, if you don't try or say something disparaging about COVID, like it will come for you eventually. Like, for instance, Florida, their head coach, Dan Mullen, he wanted a packed uh, swamp. He wanted to sell out the swamp in Gainesville for a game. They did not play that game because so many players got COVID, including him. 
So it's like, what are we not getting? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are. COVID's coming for everybody. So just like, you need to hide behind the, the bushes and just wait for it to pass and get a vaccine and then we'll fill it back up. Yeah. I mean, the one person, well, even, I mean, OBJ came at COVID, but said it was like a mutual respect thing. But he's like, COVID don't want none of me. And then all of a sudden he tore his ACL the next week. It's COVID like, finds its ways. Just just try to lay low. Lay low, you know? Yeah. So uh, that's Jerry Jones for you. And, uh, you know, he's, well, just, he's, he's, he's everything that's wrong with America. Not to go into full, like, eat the rich mode. But it's like. He doesn't care because it's not him, but it's more money in his pocket. So if he can, if some guy gets COVID watching a two and seven football team, but he paid $175 for a ticket to Jerry world. I think Jerry Jones cares about that guy. Not a fucking chance. Nope. And if you are going to watch a two and seven Dallas Cowboys game during a pandemic, uh, you kind of deserve to get COVID. I was, I was driving by, there's a Chili's near my work and the parking lot is always like packed. And I'm like, yep. Imagine risking COVID for chilies. Like this, this is that times a million. Imagine yeah. risking COVID to watch Andy Dalton in the two and seven Cowboys. When you could watch it from your couch with a 70 inch TV with beer in the fridge and your bathroom right there, safe in your home. Safe. It's a better experience. Totally safe. Save some money. You know, you got the other TV on Red Zone. It's just a swell time. I love my Sundays in my basement. I don't plan on going to a game for a while. Nope, not until <laughs> hopefully next year. Hopefully uh -huh. we're doing this next year and we, we don't do around the coronavirus when we start up. Exactly. All right, so those are the two, uh, two main topics, but let's get into our power rankings here a little bit. Um we thought it was going to be number one Chiefs all season long, and that that has kind of turned a couple of weeks ago. So my number one team is staying the same. It's the gold standard, undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I'm right there with you. We've been talking about this. We talked about it on the radio last week. They are, like you mentioned, we'll keep saying gold standard, gold standard, gold standard. But that was like a, such a classic game where they squeezed by the Cowboys and they, they just flat out inserted their dominance against the Bengals where they're like, we're the inferior, like you're the inferior opponent. Like we're just better than you. So go away. They're one. Yeah. Go away. It was, it was such a, just go away game. Like yeah. just take your L and get the hell out of here. Yeah. No one get we don't want to We don't want to hear about your little rookie quarterback here, Joe Burrow. Yeah. Like we're going to eat you alive. Have fun the rest of the year. Yep. Uh, all right. Number two chiefs. Chiefs. Yep. It's, it's ironic that like they are technically in a spot again and again and again in our power rankings and we know where they're going to end up. It just happens yep. to be two, not one. Yep, exactly. And who knows in a week or two, they could jump easily back up if the Steelers fall on their face. That's true. Um, my number three, this is where it three, four, five may get a little different here. Um, even though they had a close game this week, they've had some close games. I'm still going Aaron Rodgers and the Packers here at number three. Okay, I will admit that they are my four. They okay. did have a close game against the Jaguars, which didn't love was that. A little bit confusing, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So I, I do have the Packers at four. I, it's mainly because of Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. they, they really haven't been that impressive. I don't no, know. I don't they know. Just find ways to win. Yeah, I feel like they're still good, but at the same time, I'm like there's something not there. It feels like they're on that same trajectory where. They could go 13-3 and three like they did last year, but they're just like – their ceiling is the NFC Championship. Imagine if this team gave him – like he has Devontae Adams and then they just gave him like Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb also. You mean like if, if they had a draft? Yeah. And they Instead drafted of, a receiver. Yes. Instead yeah. of like, you know, Equinamius St. Brown, which who I love from Notre Dame, or Marquez Vantes Scantling, who went off – but still, or like drafting a quarterback and they could have drafted a receiver and you draft a power back, even though you have Aaron Jones, like, you know, think you, about you that. Could have, we're seeing this as a, Oh, what if, as yeah, if it no. was like the thunder keeping hard in Westbrook and Durant together. Like, together. No, it's just, it's a thing like this could have happened easily. Yeah. All right. So, so four, I guess four. I should say my three, which is the same because I think they are, 
a very complete team. Always have. I'm worried. <laughs> Give me the keys to James Winston. <laughs> so I don't know if they're going to be back at three. <laughs> He's going to eat that W. But I mean, the they still have a four. complete team. You know, they'll just turn around and hand it off to Alvin Kamara 25 times, and they'll be all right. I don't, I don't he, worry too much. He is having an unbelievable season. I feel like they've they've been under the radar, don't you? Big time. 100%. And they've beaten the Bucks twice, which makes it even more interesting that they're under mm-hmm. the radar. I think that they've lost in such insane ways in the playoffs and choked some of those away that people yep. like lose lose their passion about like choosing them as a Super Bowl champion. So now they're like under the radar and I, I just feel like 2020 has been so brutal for everybody and now drew Brees gets hurt i would love you know obviously if i can't see the cowboys win the super bowl which i'm not gonna be um i would not mind seeing drew Brees go out as a super bowl champion this year no nah, i could care less if he gets a super bowl and i mean like I, if malcolm gets one i'll be happy um i don't know like there's there's a list of people like I'd be happy. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be like, damn it! I can't believe Drew Brees won. But he's just like, I don't know. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't like mind him. Bread. Sean Payton. All right, yeah, I'll eat it. Like who cares? <laughs> I like wheat bread. Um. So yeah, the Saints are my number four. All right. So we just got those flipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five. I have the Bucks. It was very hard. I I don't love them putting them there at all. Um. They came back and, and did what they needed to do after losing to the uh, the Saints the week before. I, I looked at, you know, I kind of wanted to put Buffalo there, but then they lost Arizona. I was like, ooh, could I put Arizona there? No. Could I put the Rams there? Maybe. Um, I'm just going to stick with the Bucks. and this is like eating oatmeal. Like, it's good for you, but I don't really enjoy it. I love the food analogies that we're pulling out in these power rankings. Yeah. So uh, I, I respect that. Like, I respect that take. Um, it, it was just so bad against the Saints. And the fact that they've lost to their division rival twice, twice uh, you know, like it just left a sour taste in my mouth. The one team that you did bring up, the Rams are my five. Okay, I, I like that. You do like that? I do. Yeah. See, they were your maybe. And I think if you if we had to do six teams, they'd probably be your six, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. See, for me, I think it's that because – their defense was so impressive against Russell Wilson. Like yep. they took the MVP candidate, kind of chewed him up and spit him out. And I know that Seahawks literally don't have a running game because they don't have any running backs available to them. And they don't um, have a defense. But it, it was still an impressive showing on Sunday. I was. They've been in my power rankings before, so I'm, I'm quick to bring them back. Yeah. No, I. Uh, I think they're kind of another under the radar team this year, too. Um, that division is just. I keep saying I I think the winner of the NFC East should give their playoff spot to the number three team in the NFC West this year. No, that's not fair. Look, I earned the right to host the playoff game by winning six games and tying the Bengals. You can't strip that right from me. Yes, I can. No, I earned this. I had to strip this team for 17 weeks. I better get a home playoff game out of it. And the NBA draft is underway. All right. right. Who cares? Horford's gone. Hooray. Yay. Wait, wait, let me do one more. This is a tip of my cap to Dave Portnoy for this because I am on the same page as him. Let's go very, very far down the power rankings for the Ravens. How about at at spot 22? Let's put the Ravens. Yeah, they're – Eagles should have beat them. They had their shot to beat them. Imagine what that one would have done for your team. Would have done a ton, but it did not occur. Would have done a ton. Would have done a ton. Would have done a ton. I mean, they're frauds. They're just they frauds. There are. Um, Lamar Jackson is not a very good quarterback. Say <laughs> it. He's just. I mean, he can't make all the throws. I mean, Hollywood Brown's piss. You can tell he wants the ball down the field and he wants it more and. Just can't get it to him. They can't get them the ball. They can't get any of the skill position players the ball. Except Willie Sneed. And Willie Sneed, who had two touchdowns. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, they're just not good. And I, I don't, I don't want to – you can't blame the weather the other night because guess what? The Patriots had to play in the same weather. Yeah. Like, you're going to face obstacles, and it feels like anytime they run into any semblance of an obstacle, 
Oh, they, they fold. It. It's like fold. it's like when you draw a sharpie around an ant. He just like can't fucking figure out. Just walk past the sharpie line, man. It's not stopping you. Like they he they the ravens are just an ant stuck in a sharpie yeah. circle. Like they cannot just, get past. It. Just walking in a circle. Okay. So those are our power rankings. I have Steelers, Chiefs, Packers, Saints, and the oatmeal tasting blah bucks at five. I have the Steelers. I have the Chiefs. I have the Saints. I have the Packers, and I have the Rams. And then at pick 22, I have the Ravens. Boom. So those are our power rankings heading into week 11. So let's give the people our picks before we hop into birds versus boys discussion here. Um, I went first on the power ranking, so I will be gracious enough to give you your first pick first. Okay, well, let's go to a team that we talked about in the power rankings. Packers against the Colts. Packers plus two. Damn it, that's one of mine. Yeah, usually we talk about this beforehand uh, to avoid this. And we all right, I have, I have others lined oh, up. <laughs> I have others lined up because just in case I had a feeling that may happen. But I love this game. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay, so let, uh, keep it. Actually, just keep your pick. We'll have a joint pick. because <laughs> Okay, like, joint I, pick. You may be able to answer the question for me. Why aren't the Packers favored? I have I, It's in Indianapolis. Who cares? The Colts have won a couple games. Who cares? Yeah. I, I, I kind of just I see this more of Aaron Rodgers versus a very good indie team, indie defense. But I, I don't know. I feel like he's just going to have a way to, to figure them out. And I just I feel like this Packers defense is going to turn over, turn over rivers two or three times in this game. It just feels like the, the the Colts. It's it's one thing. I know they had a pretty handily easy win against the against the Titans, but this is a different animal. Like that's yeah. just an AFC South like boring, bland game. Like the, the Colts weren't built to go toe for toe with Aaron Rodgers, and their Not their defense all. is great. Don't get me wrong. And I've heard from a person or two in Philadelphia that Frank Reich is a good coach, but still, I mean, there there is like a certain ceiling with this. Um, Colts team and guess what the Packers ceiling is the NFC championship but that's good enough to beat the Colts 100% and I don't I don't care that it's in Lucas Oil Stadium I mean that means nothing to me yeah combines are Rodgers inside like okay like that's not a bad thing no yeah I I, we just talked about them I have them at three Um, I just feel like Devontae Adams is gonna have a big day I just I can't see Philip Rivers going toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers and beating him this week. Not a chance. So keep your pick. We'll do a joint. Pick. Okay. I think it's and- fair to do a joint because it's we're so confused by why that line is the way it is. We'll just keep it together. We'll ride it yeah. together. We will. Yeah. I uh, I don't get it, but I like I love I love it, and I think I'm I'm definitely going to be betting this game this weekend as well. It's almost too obvious, which makes me scared. That's the only thing that scares me. <laughs> All right, what's your second game? God forbid you steal my second one. Uh-oh. We haven't talked about this, so we'll see. I have Chargers minus seven against the Jets. Okay, we're good. Oh, okay, good. All right. <laughs> I just feel like uh, Chargers have played so many games. They're such a team that they're not good enough to beat anyone but they're not bad enough to ever get blown out. So they're always in these close heartbreaking losses against like adequate teams. Yep. Now they're playing the Jets who are far from adequate. So I feel like in their home uh, coming off like another loss, I just feel like they need a win for morale. And just this feels like a good spot for the Chargers to get a win. The only thing that scares me in this game is Justin Herbert's haircut. I don't know. I think I think it's a good thing. I think um, this was like, a, you know what? I got to change my ways. Not that he was playing badly, but it's just mm-hmm. like I got to change morale. I'm gonna cut my hair. I'm gonna look like a 12 year old with acne. But yeah, yeah, it from Toy Story. Being a Chargers fan, I keep saying this must be the most exhausting thing. Not that there, I mean, there's like 17 of them total, but those 17 people must just every week just must be exhausting the way they lose. I mean. I'd rather be a, a Falcons fan the way they lose rather oh. than these. Oh, don't, don't venture that far, buddy. Hey, I'm a Cowboys fan. It's bad enough. But yeah, no, I, I, the Jets, the Jets are the Jets and they'll be the Jets all the way. So I like that. Thank you. And we didn't Thank agree. You. We, you have a different one. 
What's your... Uh, I am so sick of this team because I keep thinking they should be better than they are. And I've bet on them a couple of times. So I am betting against them. And this is another confusing line for me. Um, Patriots are at the Texans and the Texans are a two point favorite. And I am going with the Patriots plus two in Houston. Yes. Okay. What are these lines? Like, uh, all right. I'm glad you, you chose this one. Cause I was so confused. I was like, wait a second. What? Like, hold on. This is a Patriots team that just beat the Ravens. Like we haven't yes. seen anything from from uh, from Houston. the Texans like all year, and now like now they're favorites. What? How are they they favorites against Bill? Like just oh you got to I don't care who's playing quarterback for the Patriots this week. Just it's it's Bill Belichick against the Houston Texans who keep falling on their face week after week after week. Giving Bill two points in this game? Uh yeah. Um thank you. And I and I feel like I feel like the the, the Texans or I'm sorry, the, the Patriots like, like Cam Newton is getting better and better as he returns from COVID and gets healthier. And I feel like this team goes with him. So it's not like we're watching the, the Patriots from three weeks ago that were losing and they look dull and they look flat. Like they are improving. They almost beat the Bills and then they beat the Ravens. And now yep. this team that went toe to toe with the with the Bills who are really good, and the Ravens, so two playoff teams. Now all of a sudden they're going to struggle and lose to the Texans? What? Um, no. Patriots plus two in Houston. Give it to me all day long. I like these picks, mostly because I don't think these lines make any sense. No. And I, I don't know if somebody in Vegas is drunk or if our apps are malfunctioning, but uh, put the money in now. Don't say anything. Yeah, just no, put the money no. in. Well, yes. Just put in. Just, yeah, and then Homer, then Homer Simpson back into the bush. Back into the bush. Just watch watch yourself make money. <laughs> Those were our power rankings. Those were our picks. And before we get into Birds vs. Boys, I uh, do want to remind everybody about Stateside Vodka. Make sure you go to statesidevodka.com. You can order yourself one of the big boys. The bourbon is coming out next week. Order it. They are shipping all across Pennsylvania. So even with COVID and lockdowns possibly happening again, you don't want to go out to the liquor store. That's fine. They'll, they'll ship it right to your doorstep, which is makes it even better. Um, it's beautiful when you sip it just on ice or with sparkling water or with Red Bull, whatever you want to mix it with, stateside vodka needs to be your go-to all right Aiden let's get into a little birds versus boys action both teams are back in action playing this weekend uh would you like to go first or would you like me to go first I know you're sitting in first place so you get to choose I'll go because you know uh, we're, we're in a similar situation that Philadelphia is always in just when you thought I was out they pull me back in like this, this just screams Eagles win after how badly they played yeah. and everybody was pissed off and everybody's ready to write this team off and they're like, who cares? We don't even want to win the division. The we lost to the Giants. You know, we have been down. You ever see that meme? Is like, you've seen this movie 42 times? Yep. Yeah. I've seen this movie 4,200 times with the Eagles. So from two inches I'm, away from the TV. Yeah. I am pretty confident in a win. Although I shouldn't be, but like we just we just know how it goes. Yeah, I uh, this kind of reminds me of the San Francisco game for the Eagles earlier in the year, where, and like we said the other day, the Green Bay game from last year, where mm-hmm. it's backs are against the wall, it's coming off a loss. The Browns are everybody's fun new team that they're picking to you know make the playoffs this year. Uh, this could easily be a game where Doug Pearson actually puts a game plan in place and Carson Wentz puts his team on his back and they ride him. He just wills them to a win, kind of like he did in San Francisco earlier this year. That would be nice. Here's why I would like that because I've been on the wrong side of the trade revenge games a lot of times. So what I mean by that when I say trade revenge game, what's that mean? It's when you trade a pick to somebody, they draft someone and then that player – ends up playing your team and playing well. So here's a perfect example for Philadelphia. 
We traded with the Celtics. They got pick three. They took Jason Tatum. What does Jason Tatum do every time he plays the Sixers? Kicks our ass. Yep. So who did we trade with to get up to two to pick Carson Wentz? The Cleveland Browns. I'd love to be on the positive side of this and just have Carson do one of these. You see what you're missing out on? Like, I just need him to outperform Baker Mayfield. Have to. Have if you don't outperform Baker Mayfield. There's, there's a, there's like, for some reason, I'm like halfway into Cleveland Twitter, like Cleveland Browns Twitter. I don't know how I ended up there, but there is a large segment of their fan base who like doesn't think that Carson Wentz is good and are like, like we won the trade. And I, I don't know. The water in Cleveland has never been good. They, uh, who knows? But like, I feel like I'm not even being biased. Like who that did not work out for them. Right. Uh, no. I mean, they, they ended up with Baker Mayfield, who I don't even think is better than Wentz, but also, like, none of the picks that you got for Wentz worked out. So I have no idea how they won that trade. They didn't win the trade. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of I'm – so, I'm so happy that the Browns had the number one overall pick that season and got Baker Mayfield because I think – I thought I liked Baker when he was in Oklahoma. Now it's kind of perfect that he's in Cleveland – I feel like I, I don't think I like Baker Mayfield. He's kind of like perfect for Cleveland. He does all these stupid commercials too. And I'm just so grateful to the football gods for giving Cleveland the first pick that year and not this the year after. Because if Kyler Murray was in a Browns jersey, I would be miserable. I, I just There's something about him being in the Cardinals I, I kind of enjoy. If he was a Cleveland Brown, I would be – horrified it looks so much well he would have played baseball probably yes before he went to cleveland uh he just looks so much better in the in the red it just it feels faster out mm-hmm. there in phoenix feels faster in phoenix you're welcome arizona i've got your slogan for the year but yeah so it i, I agree like the baker mayfield thing I, I don't know we well that's another reason why we can't lose like i can't be down 21 to the browns and watching baker mayfield progressive commercial i will i will kill myself i just can't do it I will kill myself. And it's your fault, Baker Mayfield. I'm going to kill myself. And it's your fault. But, yeah, I mean, we just can't. We can't lose. You mentioned it. Doug Peterson has to come up with a game plan. Like, anything would be great. Kick the extra point. It's okay. You don't have to go for two. If you're down by four and you get two, that means you're down by two, which means, guess what? You still need a field goal, you idiot. Yeah. And, um... The other thing I wanted to mention with Doug Peterson is this reminds me of the game last year. We were talking about like what game does this remind you of for this movie of the Eagles that we've seen a million times. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the Bills game last year, and here's why. We lost two straight games on the road. One of those was to your Cowboys, and we really got punched in the mouth. Like we, It wasn't even close. Like We got handled both of those games. And it was one of the few other times where Doug Peterson was really actually like pissed. Like he mm-hmm. left that game and it's in the Amazon special. He was like mad after that Cowboys game. Very. And we're at that point this week and they came out, they went to Buffalo and they just like, they felt they were just so much more physical and they ran the ball more. I know everyone's clamoring for that. It was bad weather, which it's going to be like in Cleveland, like Cleveland, really Buffalo, windy, right? I think it's windy. It might be rain again. It's just going to be – I mean, do, is it ever sunny in Cleveland? Like, the, do this, does the sun exist? Is there uh, just, like, some haze under the pollution? But I've yeah. been there one time for a baseball game after I went to the Hall of Fame to see Emmett Smith get inducted, and it was it was, it was was hazy the entire – it was warm, but it was in the summer, and it was – yeah, no, there was a haze. There's always a haze over – you know how it's it's always, always sunny in Philadelphia? It's always hazy in Cleveland. But – you know, it's it's that kind of game. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be slow. It's going to be bad weather. You just have to be physical. Like You have to be more physical than your opponent and win the game. Like You just have to win in the trenches. You have to run the ball well. Wentz has to make a few heroic plays, and you'll be okay. That's what they did in Buffalo last year. That's what I'm expecting this week. And the team needs to do the little things. I know this is so cliche, but you need to do the little things right. Like, Kelsey, the snap needs to be up every time. Mm-hmm. You need to convert. At least one third down conversion. No stupid penalties. Catch the ball when it's in your hands. Do the little things right. And that includes 
keeping your QB one on the field and not bringing your gimmick second round pick quarterback in to, when you're on the middle of a drive that's going down the field. And then all of a sudden he fumbles the snap and now you're in third and 13. Yeah. That's, that's why you don't get a third down conversion because your quarterback's moving you down the field and you try to do this gimmick, stupid stuff. Now it's second and 13. Like yep. you said, it's just dumb. And do the little things. You're spot on. Do the little things. How often did you see in that game a block in the back on the punt, a block mm-hmm. in the back on the kick? Now, instead of starting at the 30, you're starting at the 10. They started most of their drives behind the 20-yard line. It's not a recipe for success, especially with an offense that's just not that good. So if you do the little things, you won't create holes for yourself. There's you know, no treasure at the bottom things? of this hole like Stanley Yelnats. Stop creating holes for yourself. You know who doesn't do little things? Bad football teams, and that's why both of our teams don't do the little things well. No, every week we, we every week we go on here and complain about. Uh, we should just do a thing, a segment called the little things. I'm I'm in for All that. All the small, small things, things. things. don't ever do because we suck. All right, a little hum, little melody for the people. You know what I just I just discovered real quick on a completely different note. I, I've been staring at our background. If you're watching on YouTube, of the of, <laughs> not, behind me, not your background, the background of our actual podcast that is behind our pictures, which is the line of scrimmage with the Eagles having the ball and the Cowboys on defense. That defender right above me, I believe that's Orlando Skandrick, and that makes it even more funny. Boo! He stinks. The most, I think he's the most hated man in Philadelphia, next to Al, Al Horford. Well, let me let me tell you what they both bet the same ending. Get the fuck out, and don't See ever you. come back. See ya. Kendrick's going away. See ya. How about a dude Goodbye, that just Horford? Goodbye, Kendrick. See ya. Goodbye, Horford sister too. Goodbye, Anna. The Horfords are going away. See ya. A, a dude that should never have opened his mouth. Like you, you were in Philadelphia for a cup of coffee too, dude. Like, shut up. Oh, I yeah, I can't even go down that road. Especially uh, the Eagles' social media staff ended that when they put that clip out of oh. Malcolm Jenkins forcing a fumble when we were down twenty-one to the Vikings, which was that streak that I was talking about right before we beat the Bills and cut Orlando Scandrick. It all, it's all coming full circle. Bing, bang, boom. It all coming back to me now. It's all coming back to me now. It all makes sense. It does. It does. So, I I mean, aside from – the only other thing I want to mention about the Eagles, and then let's get into the Cowboys, is the Jalen Reger thing. I need him to catch six touchdowns this week. Is I, You know what? It's one thing if you if you say mean things about Horford on social media. Why are we – like, in a year where Brandon Graham is going to make the Pro Bowl, and has, which is just like the cherry on top of a fantastic career with this team that stretched over a decade and finally proved like, hey, they probably won this draft pick instead of Earl Thomas. Like, why are we harassing Jalen Reger because Justin Jefferson is putting up empty stats on a four and five Vikings team where Thielen wasn't even playing? Like, this is just dumb. Like, why are we harassing this guy? He was injured. And when he's been on the field, he's been productive. This isn't a J.J. Ortega-Whiteside situation where he's out there and you're like, wait, that guy's out there? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even notice him all game. Like, Rager's, like, not playing badly. And you're on, on this guy in week 10. I don't get it. Like, this, that's just a, such a bad look. And Rager, Rager is uh, – he is – I know people like immediately are like, oh, he's just a Deshaun Jackson 2.0 and he's a deep threat. Some of the routes I was watching him play this past week against the Eagles, he had a really nice – that was down the right sideline, a really nice comeback catch. Mm-hmm. Like he he ran up, I think it was like eight to ten yards, stopped on a dime and caught it going back. Like he can do more than – it's not just go to the post. He's a receiver. He's not just a deep threat. Mm-hmm. And he's a rookie receiver. This If you give this, this kid time to grow, I mean – uh, there's going to be a lot of people, I think, eating crow on Jalen Rager. Yep, uh, I I totally agree. He is the new age wide receiver. Where if you had a creative coach who did more than just like four verticals, and the all twenty two did not do Doug Peterson justice or or help him in any way. Not doing uh, 
it, it was not a great game plan. But if, if you, you see how teams are trending, you see the 49ers do this, the uh, Steelers do this, like a lot of motion, like Debo Samuel, Chase That's Claypool, like you're getting your guys involved. Even um, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Like, yeah, the 49ers are the kings of this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of teams that do it, though. And they're getting these guys in motion pre-snap. And, you know, it, it, like you said, it's not always he's fast, send him deep. Like, that's just like the caveman football way of thinking. This guy can do so much more. You saw it on that fourth down play. It was just a simple slip screen, sidearm wins pass, hits Rager in the chest. We've got guys out blocking, converted on fourth down. Boom. It's that easy. It's that easy. Just start doing things like that with Rager. He will prove his worth. Trust me. Stop doing dumb things, idiots. Hey, hey, idiots. Do the little things. Do little things. All right. You want to talk about the other group, idiots? Not really. Um, <laughs> so the Dallas Cowboys are traveling to the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings opened up as a nine-point favorite. It's down to seven. Um, our guy Kyle Yeomans, who we had on last week from DallasCowboys.com, had a great tweet um, the other night, and he just goes, Dalvin Cook is going to be a problem on Sunday in capital letters. And that's coming off a – quote-unquote quiet game Monday night when when you're having a season like he's having the quiet games quote-unquote usually don't go back to back just no (laughs) and especially when you're going against one of the worst overall defenses in the league in the Dallas Cowboys so um I am I am fearful of, of Dalvin Cook if if it was set at like 130 rush yards I'm going over it very well could be. And you got to worry about like them getting a lead and then him just like run to cook, run to cook, run to Alexander Madison, run to cook. I mean, look what the Cleveland Browns did earlier in the season against. I, I said they were going to run all over. And Chubb got hurt in that game, if you don't remember. Like, Chubb got hurt and they still ran for over 200 yards. Like this, this could be a disaster. Uh, yeah. And that was when they still had defensive tackles, too. Now, granted, uh, rookie Neville Gallimore is coming on. Yeoman talked about that last week, too. He had probably this, the best game for a defensive tackle this entire year for the Dallas Cowboys. But, again, he's a rookie. He's a third-round pick. Are you going to expect another phenomenal game against a team that can run the ball at the Vikings? I, I don't know. I also am, am very, very nervous about who is going to cover – Thielen Jefferson and Kyle Rudolph. Justin Jefferson, you know about that guy? I, I, I've heard of him. Oh my God. Let me tell you about it. He's the best. He's like, you ever watch Jerry Rice? He's better than Jerry Rice. Ten times. Ten times. Um, I don't know who's going to cover any of them. Awuzie is back this week, um, but Diggs is out, obviously. Um, I don't know who is going to match up with these guys. If, I feel like they're going to put more attention on Adam Thielen, which is then going to open up Justin Jefferson. And like you said, he's so good. He's the best. So that scares me. But my my one prop bet that I love in this game is an anytime touchdown for Rudolph. I okay. feel like Kyle Rudolph, this is just like a perfect game for him to have two touchdowns this week. This does feel like a Kyle Rudolph game for some reason. Right. There right. ever was one. Because, no, again, show me the matchup. Who are you putting on Kyle Rudolph? Are you, are you dropping down like Xavier Woods, the the safety? He's not a man-to-man guy. Is Jalen Smith going to be on him? Uh, then he might have six touchdowns. Yeah. And there is a report out. Don't know how accurate that the Cowboys are going to be asking Jalen Smith to take a pay cut this offseason. If he does not, the team is ready to move on from him. So we will follow that story as it goes down the line. But Kyle Rudolph, anytime touchdown, uh, feels like free money to me in this game. I I don't know what it is, but I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm way more worried about Cook. Like I, I just don't – isn't it a bad feeling when your team's bad and you're looking at the matchups like – yeah, I got nothing. Like I, I just can't figure out like how we're going to defend so and so or how we're gonna stop this play. Like I just don't know. It's just a bad feeling when you have that. Especially coming off their best game of the season against the Steelers. I don't know if if that 
if they're going to be high on themselves now because this team, especially on the defensive side, smells themselves when they shouldn't be smelling themselves and they think they're they're playing well when they didn't play well and they think they deserve things that they don't deserve or have earned things that they have not earned so i feel like they're gonna they could come out and be like yep you see what we did against steelers last week and then cook's just in the face just all night long and then they're gonna be like okay well that was fun Totally agree. And also the Vikings are strangely playing good football. Like they were one and five. They won three straight to four and five. They're I think, the, I, think I picked them to win in the division before the I think you did. So you're not out of it. They are in the hunt. So you're you're there. This one you thought they were out. They pulled you're me back okay. in. You're still in it. Um but Andy Dalton is back. He's cleared COVID protocol. Um Tyrone Crawford also cleared COVID protocol. So besides um, Diggs being out, this is one of the more healthy games. If you want to say that, they still don't have their QB1. Yeah. Uh, they still don't have anybody on the offensive line except for Zach Martin. Um, but I still I still can't figure it out. I don't, I don't know how this team is going to move the ball. I don't, I don't see them scoring 20 on this Vikings team either with Andy Dalton. And the Vikings don't have a great defense. I think it'll be a no. time of possession game where you're just like, okay, the defense has to get off the field. Like this cannot be the 14th play of the drive, and it's a Dalvin Cook two-yard plunge for a touchdown. Like it, they have to avoid that scenario. And like we like we've been saying, I don't know how they do it. I just know that they should do it. You beat me to it. I was the the two keys to winning this game or keeping it close for the Cowboys is one run the ball own time of possession in this game if Zeke is giving you one to two yards of carry and Pollard's popping it off put 20 in there I agree go Pollard like do what's gonna do what's gonna get you the yards to keep the ball out of Dalvin Cook's hands in this game and the second one is when Dalvin Cook is on the field and the Vikings are on the field, and it's a third down. This defense needs to get off the field on third downs. You can't let the Vikings go 11 and 14 on third down in this game. Yeah, and because it's third and two, and you can hand it off to Dalvin Cook, or it's a simple play-action play for Kirk Cousins, and there's really no pressure on him on any of his throws. Like It starts in the early downs. Like you, I, don't, I guess I, I know we're kind of keep harping on it, but I, I don't know how they stopped Dalvin Cook, but like – these, these early runs where it's like second and four. Like it, Kirk Cousins is not that good, but any quarterback set up for success when you're in second and four and second and three all the time. Yep. I So the line being set at seven, um, the over-under is 48. I mean, I, I like the Vikings and the under in this game because I could see the Vikings putting up 24 to 28 points but i don't see the cowboys putting up their own 20 i i was about to say i could i was gonna say 20 but i was like that's their ceiling like i could see it being 24 20 yes and but that would be the closest i think this game is um and then you got the cowboys on a quick turnaround after that they play in their thanksgiving day game next thursday against washington um, and there are rumblings about DeAndre Baker to Dallas. They're uh, looking into him heavily. Um, why did he sign somewhere? Did I miss that? I think he's going to the Chiefs, buddy. Oh, is it done? Uh, I think their intent is to sign him to their practice squad. Phenomenal. Because that, well, that makes sense. The Cowboys were in it and they were looking into him, but they're going to lose out to the Chiefs, like it seems like everybody is yep. doing. Pretty much. How did they? Oh my God. They, All right. They, they, but when you have a culture that exists and yeah. it has been proven and it's true and you know who your coach is and you know who your quarterback is and you don't have holes to fill in your roster, you can take chances. So if you draft, if your team drafted better and you had a proven commodity of coach and you found your franchise quarterback, then you can take chances on these guys. That's what the Chiefs do. You got to respect it. It's what good teams do. Yeah. And we have a long way to go. We do with drafting to get there, uh, but that's yeah. That's so I got uh, Vikings minus seven and the under forty eight points. I feel like I don't see the Dallas Cowboys covering, and I don't see them winning. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't trust Kirk Cousins, but I don't trust you either. No, no. I mean, 
uh, I'll trust Kirk Cousins more than I'll trust Andy Dalton with this offensive line. I don't trust any of these teams. I don't trust the Cowboys. I don't trust the Vikings. I don't trust the Browns. I don't trust the Eagles. This is the least trustworthy game. I'm watching this game with my uh, with my hands in my pocket so they don't steal my wallet and my phone. They're coming for you. Coming for me. Especially that Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Stupid commercials. God. All right. That's that's all I got. Um, Next week. I don't know how we're going to handle. We'll, we'll have two shows. We'll release on a, on a Thanksgiving. Right? Sure. I mean. Yeah. I didn't. I going to be honest. My brain did not comprehend that next Thursday was Thanksgiving. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Next Thursday is Thanksgiving. Um, we will put out a special Thanksgiving special. Maybe Aiden will dress up like a turkey. Depends on what mood Philadelphia sports have me in at the time. That is true. And that all get, goes. Get me, get me a win in Zach Levine, and I'll dress up like a freaking turkey. Boom! It's that easy, Philadelphia. That easy, yeah. That easy. That easy, quote unquote. All right. Well, enjoy the games. Make sure you are following us on Twitter. We are now on TikTok. Um, the guys asked me if I was on TikTok, and I just responded by saying I'm 33, but I am now on TikTok. Phenomenal response. There we are. Birds vs. Boys is everywhere. And we're taking over the TikTok game. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Birds vs. Boys Pod, Brandon underscore sports on Twitter. Aiden's around. I'm at KMS22. That's 26 episodes down. Tell your friends, tell your family if they're Cowboys fans, if they're Eagles fans, or just football fans in general. Watch on YouTube and listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. Aiden, my friend, I will uh, I will see you around. Enjoy the weekend, and I hope you have a paper bag over your head again next week. We will see. It looks like you lost another one. We'll catch you next time.